wash off from here. Your fancy dancy, mm. your fancy schmancy wrist device. At backside attack. At big save. Uh, talking about fancy schmancy stuff. When things are not so schmancy and then become super schmancy because mm-hmm. somebody gets more money. Yeah. LA takedown. LA takedown. I was. Thank you for that, by the I way. I was surprised that you didn't know what I was talking about. I can't about. believe that. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I've, I've seen so many documentaries of the show. Yes. Of the movie and like, you know, the real life story of Neil mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I did not. Because I know like Michael Mann, he denounced that movie. I found out like, today. Yeah. But. Um, well, it was less of a denouncement and more of like, I could have done better had I had more money. More money. More resources. So yeah. kind of fuck that movie heats better. Yeah. But I think it's uh it's a, it's a, it, it, like personally, personally speaking, I think it's a case of like. When you have a good director who just who has limited options, but right. has a great but has a great script, you're just like what like what can be done with what what does money actually buy you? Right. So, a, like a, a great movie can be told from if you have a great script. That's all you need. You just need more resources for it. And so Heat he was a perfect example of that. So it, it took um, uh, LA Takedown because if you actually I was watching the the first scene like you know when they go to investigate the first uh, the first uh, right. shootout well wait hold it on is like, we should mention first what we're talking about yes is, okay give us some context yeah. LA Takedown was Michael Mann in 1989 yeah he gets um he's just fresh off of Miami Vice and um, Crime Story yeah so he's got and Miami, Manhunter as well and Manhunter as yeah. well yeah. Mm-hmm. so he's done Miami Vice which was a hit Michael Mann um, pretty much like show runs the shit out of that thing yeah and it's like uh, it's like an icon of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then Crime Story, which is kind of like an icon of the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. 60s crime scene. Yeah. Um, what was his name was in that? Uh, the dude from Get Shorty. Fuck you, fuckball. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> Ray uh, Barboni. Yeah, Ray Barboni. I can't yeah. remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it, uh, it slips me. Uh, anyway, he plays the, the old cop, this young cop, and then that does well. And then he does Manhunter, mm-hmm. which does really well. Yep. And then NBC says, why don't you make a series? Mm-hmm. So he's got this Neil McCauley story in the back of his head that's been just like aching on him for a while. Yeah. Then he turns that into LA Takedown, which is good. But once he does Last of the Mohicans, well, they they don't take it. NBC is like, it's nuts. We can't put this on yeah. TV. Uh, maybe USA Network, but it's also pretty rough for USA mm-hmm. Network. Which at the time was, you know, pretty rough. Pretty anyway. rough as it is. And yeah. LA Takedown was too hard for, for that. Yeah. And then he does Last of the Mohicans, which just is gangbusters. Yep. Daniel Day-Lewis, mm-hmm. amazing movie. And they he gets enough clout with Warner Brothers, gets a contract, and he's like, Yeah, I'm not done with this yet. I'm not done with this yet. Yeah. And he just, like, refines this rough, but still very entertaining TV movie. I lo- I liked it. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. you know what it is, mm-hmm. it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, like you can't like you can't like be a fan. Like you can't like when you watch Heat. Yeah, like going back to that. Yeah, there's no there's no real comparison, right? But like, really not. It, but it's not it, like you, have, you can't look at it that way. No, no. And it's, then he makes that into Heat. Into Heat. But like you're saying, when you look back, mm-hmm. knowing that Heat's out there, and this is his first attempt. Mm-hmm. Pretty good first attempt. Pretty good first attempt. Yeah. Like if, if Heat didn't exist, that alone is actually a really good. Uh, it's actually a very. Enter- I liked it. I thought it was a very entertaining movie on its on its own. It could stand on its own. Like uh, it's not an award winning movie, but it's uh, it's it's a, it's such an interesting crime movie. Uh, like it's a it's a it's bare is bare to the bones cops and robbers. Right. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It's a very like the acting is a little wooden. Mm-hmm. It's not as flamboyant as he like Pacino and De Niro. Yeah. Once you once you see them, like they're the best, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're right. It's a very bare bones version of a very good cop show. Yeah, it's, it's the skeleton. It's like, it's like Heat Skeleton, but it didn't have a body. Really good. Yeah. Hey, two point. Look at you knocking them out of the park today. No, you're right. It mm-hmm. is. It is Heat Skeleton. I kind of feel like once you start watching it, 
that the Pacino is not doing an uber Pacino in Heat. He's doing a Scott Plank impression. Yeah. Like, when you start seeing Scott Plank's mannerisms, oh, yeah. the way he plays Vincent Hanna, mm-hmm. his movements, even, like, um, if you look at the, the shootout, the downtown shootout, mm-hmm. when he goes from kind of assisting to taking charge and grabbing the rifle. Yeah. Like, that's, like, De Niro, or Pacino, is doing those, like, um, mannerisms. He's doing a, a Scott Plank impression. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of actors say things like, I didn't watch it, I didn't pay attention to it, I want to do my own thing. I will call bullshit on that one. I'll call bullshit I on that one. I think for sure that he was like heavily you could tell, Yeah, you could tell when Pacino did that. That's when he became personal. He's like, you know what? All bets are off. I have All to, bets yeah, are he's off. He's like, uh, I, I'm going to chase down the prey um, regardless of who what gets in my way. Innocents right. get hurt. Uh, I don't care. He goes, this is my, this is where I'm in my element. That's his element. Yeah. But I think he took that element from Scott For sure Plank. he did. For sure he did. Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Cause you we, know? Yeah. And Michael Madden's probably like, this is what they, they, there's no doubt that they watched that movie before they. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Because even the uh, the side characters, like when you look at how all of his team interacts, the way his team interacts mm-hmm. in Heat, yeah, and the way Hannah's team interacts with him in um, in LA Takedown, it's bang on. It's bang on. Yeah, really good movie. Man. That, yeah, the, the, when after like the first uh, when they're at the crime scene in the very beginning, I was watching that and I'm like, these lines are are, are exactly from Heat. Yeah, it's like you know like they 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 immobilize our air. It goes in our. So what's your guess? My guess is they're good. This right. team, yeah, they were on the road. They had their air mobilized it. These guys are rock and roll, right? Like that exactly, exactly, how, yeah, exactly how Pacino did it. Yeah, and the mo scene is what gets me. Oh, all it's time. crazy. Yeah, it's like what do you think they're? What's their mo, boss? Yeah, <laughs> their, their mo? mo. Well, their mo is that they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Yeah, and the um, what are they looking at? You know what they're looking at? LAPD. Yeah, us. Us. Yeah, we've got made boys. Really yeah, we've got made boys. <laughs> okay, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's clearly got more room to play in Heat. It's like, okay, motherfucker. Like he does the whole thing, right? Yeah, because th- that's where he's like, yeah, yeah. Pacino can be like, yeah, you know what? Just do what you just do what you do. Do what Pacino does. Yeah, exactly. Take this guy and go further along the mm-hmm. uh, along the road. I was really impressed. And you know, so so many familiar faces faces in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Michael Rooker is Michael in it. Rooker's in it. Mm-hmm. Richard Chavez is in it. Yeah, Predator. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, the translator guy from Predator. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think was he also Chavez in Predator? Was he? I kind of feel like his name was just Chavez in Predator. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look that one up. Yeah, but um, uh, Xander Berkeley playing yeah. Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow, yeah. He's also in Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, there's a lot of really like uh, a nice a bunch of nice callbacks. Yeah, and, the, and and you can watch it on YouTube for free. It's free on YouTube. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite moment though, and it's one of those like. Maybe it's not everybody's favorite moment. Has got to be the guy who plays like Danny Trejo's character. Oh yeah, like his death scene and his like his role is identical it's to same. what Danny Trejo plays, yeah. mm-hmm. and he does such a good death scene too in the movie and then takedown when he's talking about how like everything's gone. She's dead. I'm dead. Yeah, don't leave me like this man. Yeah, and he just fucking pops him. Yeah, wow, oh, that's crazy. So good, great movie. Actually, took a bunch of notes too. Good man, good good. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't sure how far you got into it. So um, yeah, I think we hit them all though. The music, very Michael Mann music. Very Michael Mann music, yeah. Haunting. Billy Idol cover of The Doors' Ellie Woman. Yeah, that's right. Like that was kind of the main mm-hmm. theme. I'm but, glad you got that. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I was like, oh, I thought that was just me. I'm like, I, I, that's excellent. Nope, that was me. I heard that coming. I'm like, that's the Billy, the Billy Idol Doors. Yep. Um, for me, the actions have the juice, like the lines. Yeah. Like great delivery from like B movie guys. Yeah. Delivering A movie lines. Yeah. But a lot of that though has got to just be Michael Mann, right? Oh, for sure. It's like there's no way that was that was shot in one take. He's probably like, like for me, like the action is the juice. 
Yeah, and even it, his smile is like you can see that guy's just like dependent on like, just, like he's dependent on him. He's like, without you guys, my life is nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, even when he gives him the out, he's like, you've got the money, you've yes. got a stash, you can hit the road, do what you got to do. He's like, you know me, I'm with you, man. What do you want to do? Yeah, he goes, what do you want? Like, I roll with you, man. I roll with you. Yeah. Man. Yeah, all the uh, all the delivery of the lines, the framing of the movie, the gritty kind of feel, even though it's 4x3, it's a TV movie, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can really see that with a lesser filmmaker, that movie is garbage. Garbage. It's just Total garbage. garbage. Yeah. But with like a, a high-end guy behind the scenes, like Michael Mann does not screw around when it comes to what he wants. Oh, yeah. Like the, um, the, the well, think about it, right? Like, okay, let's say if uh, Michael Mann was like, making heat, he's like, okay, you know, for Chris's character, who, who do you want? Who can we get? Get Val Kilmer. Right. Yeah. For for Vincent Han, who, for Vincent, who do you want? Uh, let's get Robert De Niro. Who are you in, like envisioning in your head? Like, I mean, for, for Michael Mann, right? Yeah. When he makes LA Takedown, and then they come to him and say, like, here's a bag of cash. Mm-hmm. It's got no bottom to it. Get who you were envisioning in your head and when you made LA Takedown. That's so hard to do because, like, you know, like, watch, that's very difficult to do because, like, like if I had my, I would put all my favorite actors in those right. positions, right? But are they the best character, are they the best actor for that position, right? Yes. So you need guys, people who are chameleons. Right. So, but, like, I can't fault the casting for Heat at all because... Okay, can you imagine like anyone else playing Chris? No, I mean like everything they like from the hair yeah. to the look to the like the sidekickness to him like yeah. he's a perfect sidekick. Yeah, it's like you can't picture anybody else but Iceman. Like that's that's just how it's gonna be. Yeah, and like someone you want you want to get away with you want right. you want at the end to get away. You want him, and you know, luckily enough, he is the only guy who gets away. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's scenes in the beginning where like uh, of Heat when uh, when when. Uh, when Chris is buying those explosives mm-hmm. from that from that uh, supply store, right, and um, the guys look at him and, and he's filling out the paperwork and he just looks up at him like this, like no one from there when he's doing that with no context, you can tell he's the criminal, right? It's crazy, like the way he looks at him, he's like he looks up at him like you know like does he believe yeah. the paperwork and everything? He's like look at him, he's like yeah, wait for finish and he's like yeah, and then he just leaves and when he walks away, you can see. Uh, C4 explosive dangerous. Yeah. It's cr- that scene, that scene, it's so simple to throw. It could be a throwaway scene, but it blows my mind every time. There were, there were so many scenes, like uh, having watched both, uh, Take Down and Heat, there are so many scenes that you can see that he really wanted to fill out. Mm-hmm. And he gets to fill them out. Like, I yeah. mean, Chris is, I, I can't remember his name is Chris in the movie at all, in, in Take Down. But the Chris character, for anybody who wants to know, he's the guy who plays the, um, the Elvis loving yeah. Jerk ass husband in the Frighteners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who ends up being the ghost. I can't remember yeah. what his name is, but he's in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy kind of comes in, does a few things with uh, the Patrick character, then the shooting happens and he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Whereas Chris gets so much more screen time. Like Val Kilmer's version gets so much more screen time. Yeah. He gets to buy the explosives for the gig. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the media, he's got the wife, he's got the family. Well, yeah. he's got the girlfriend, the family, the kid. Yeah. He gets that whole sequence after the crime is done, where you get to see him get away. Yeah, and he and his his wife is the one of the uh, sources that the that the, right. that the police are using to get to him. Yeah, and so um, through Hank Azaria, through Hank Azaria, yeah. Oh Stop my God, it. just just such an incredible. Raiders! Yeah, he's got us all, yeah, all the way up. Yeah, <laughs> so over the top. Yeah, but I will say the um, cafe scene is as good as I would have wanted it to be in L.A. Takedown. It's it's obviously better in heat because yeah. he gets to do the drive through the city at night. Mm-hmm. But when they see each other and they recognize each other instantly, and they're gonna shoot each other in the street, and then Hannah is kind of like, "Nah, man," he's just kind of that little look. He's like, "No, nah, let's not do this." Yeah, they the, go for coffee. Yeah, the um that scene. Oh, sorry, continue if you're. No, no, I'm just saying like that that scene from that moment, the coffee, and then like as it goes on from there, because mm-hmm. the next scene is just like it is in heat. 
Yeah. We lost them. We lost them. We we yeah, they, they, they dumped all of our surveillance. Mm-hmm. And I remember that scene with... Uh, um, because uh, like I know like they're they're so limited by like because uh, the script is so good that that screen's just limited by the people who are gonna who are gonna like deliver the lines right because right. like when you read that when you hear the lines in the LA takedown you're just like um and you're like fuck man imagine if like two icons icons were going at it right and right. we we got that yes we that's did. incredible yeah I mean we got that scene that people had been wanting for what, at that time 20, 25 years twenty five years? years yeah I mean well one maybe not that was ninety five well, but but after Godfather two. Right. Yeah. So about like ten to fifteen years. Like it had been a while, and mm-hmm. people were like, "Well, they're in the same movie, but they never, they've never shared the screen together." Yeah, they don't show them face to face. Yeah, face to face. Well, I mean, he's playing his father, right? Mm-hmm. Like De Niro's playing uh, exactly. Pacino's father. So you never get them playing playing off of each other. Yeah. But the one thing that you notice in that sequence, though, when you watch Heat, well, two things really. The dialogue is great in both scenes, so yeah. that's a, that's a give that's a gimme, right? Mm-hmm. The actors are great in both scenes. Better, obviously, with Pacino and De Niro. That's a gimme as well. But the lighting is so fucking good in Heat. Yeah. Like the lighting is so good in Heat in that scene. And the uh, the letterbox, like the widescreen framing, mm-hmm. does it so much more justice. Oh, yeah. It's it's very tight, obviously, for TV. Mm-hmm. The LA takedown. Yeah. I feel like if the camera had been like maybe a little bit further away, it could have been a little bit better. But the framing and the lighting is just phenomenal mm-hmm. in Heat. And, and, and Moby's track is, uh, is incredible in that scene. Like, I love that. So scene. good. Oh, yeah, that movie's just so good. There's yeah. a reason we talk so much about Heat. I mean, we talk about Heat and The Dark Knight quite a bit over here, because mm-hmm. like, we kind of judge those. Right now, right, all the movies are comic book movies or action movies. Mm-hmm. So you kind of always have those movies to go back to. Ronin's another one I always go oh, back to. I love I Ronin. Love Ronin. Yeah. It's such a good movie. John Frankenheimer is like just... He, he doesn't really make bad movies. No, he really doesn't. No. I mean, even when he writes good movies, I think he wrote, he wrote Punisher, right? But he didn't direct it. Or did he direct it as well? Punisher? That's a good question. The new, the new version of Punisher. Am I getting that wrong? I feel like Frankenheimer had something to do with that. I'm not sure. No, Jonathan Hinesley. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, Frank, yeah, because he Frankenheimer did uh, French Connection, right? I believe he does French. One Connection. and two, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Frankenheimer with Doyle with great car chases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doyle, Popeye Doyle, Popeye Doyle, yeah. But um, the car chase, like knowing what you know afterwards, not to jump completely off LA Takedown. Well, let's just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car chase in Ronin, when you realize that like Skip Seth is an actual driver mm-hmm. and he wanted those cars yeah. and he knew how to drive those cars and did most of his own stunt work. Yeah. When you see that guy on screen, like this guy, are you kidding me? And you're like, holy shit, that dude can drive. Yeah. And he drives the shit out of that car. Yeah. It's my, it's actually one of my brother's favorite movies because they that, uh, that car that he's driving, that the Audi S8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's his car. That's brother, a great my car. My brother man. has that car and he's like, I love that car. Then we, every day he's smashing it around. He's like. Mm, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just just the description that that uh, I can't remember his character's name, but the description he gives when he's like got the the open like the open checkbook for give me tell me what you need and I'll get it for you yeah and he's like that's what I want yeah because that that woman is the one who who's the supplier right right yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's gonna give them whatever they need to get to mm-hmm. whatever they need to get and he just like he tells her what she wants and she's like oh, I don't know. he's like yeah he can get it he can get it he yeah, can get it. yeah then he's he like get whatever yeah. you need. This is what I want. Yeah. And man, it's such a... And then the other car, too, like the getaway car. He wants something nondescript. Because like after he beat the crap out of the really fast, awesome car, I need a Ford Escort. Because <laughs> nobody looks at the Ford Escort. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, just, just a great, great movie. And it's like, it has rewatchability. It has like really cool characters. Um, it's not like... Uh, it's not meant to be like a big slam bam action movie. It has its right. action set pieces. But like that's not... You're watching a John Frankenheimer movie. You're watching yeah. a very hot slow burn yeah like your skin is on fire the entire time yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's a great celebration. Great movie. Yeah. Here's here's something. Here's a here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. Okay. Um, when you think about how do you want one of those? Thank you. Is that what you're looking for? No. Um, when you no, I'll take it. <laughs> when you think about um movies like Ronin and Heat, French Connection. Sorry. God, no, that's fine. Godfather, all those movies you grew up watching, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think about how, and this isn't one of those like kids today moments because I don't think we, like in relation to what I'm talking about, we didn't do that. We watched movies and cartoons and TV shows from like the 30s and the 40s when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like we were, was it just because we were lucky enough that there wasn't too much? Like right now, everybody has so much to watch. Like Netflix, yeah, there's too, there's Hulu, there, there's a lot of choice out there. TikTok, fucking Instagram, Twitter. Like you're inundated by so much shit mm-hmm. that you don't just get to go back and relax and watch TV. As you're I out. think yeah, you know what? You just hit the head nail on the head because like the thing is is like there's no time to relax. You're just mm-hmm. you're just bombarded with so much stuff. Right. And you're like, where do I even begin? And so you're just like, you know, what is popular? And so it's distilled down to like what's popular. And then you just digest that. And that's the problem with like modern movies and stuff like that. Because what we're consuming is what is more popular. And that's what is making the most money. And that's why stuff that's really good is not popular. It's not popular. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you have to deep dive and you just do a dig to like, you know, okay, what is really, really good? The really so, good things are yeah. not popular because they're not bite-sized. Yeah, exactly. They're not, yeah, exactly. So like, but there's a lot of good popular stuff, but like there's, um, there's so much good stuff that's not like, just not going to be shown in movie theaters or, because when, when we were young, you know, all we had to do was go to, go to like video store um, and whatever's on TV and then the better stuff was on TV. I think so. The better stuff was, the better stuff was on, well, good, really good stuff was on TV. Yeah. But the content on TV was just, was better than what we're getting content on TV now. Yeah, I think there's depending upon like, what, like you, like that kind of stuff you could watch with your parents too. Like there was just something there were they were like they were adult friendly too. Yeah, and it was really good. You're it right. Was great. It was kid yeah. friendly and like everything was kid friendly and adult friendly. Yeah, they they didn't pander, they didn't think kids were like like helpless and stupid and weak. Dallas might not have shown full blown titty and penetration. Nope. <laughs> you could, but, but, it de- you know, but it definitely it was it, sultry, it de- it's sexy. Yeah, it, right? but it definitely like. Anybody can watch it. Yeah, anybody can watch it. It's Friday. Yeah, Friday on Friday nights on nine nine right. nine p.m. Your parents are kind of making like, don't look at the part of the screen when like somebody's walking and wearing like a sexy lingerie. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you got. But yeah. you still like it was still titillating. Yeah, like, it was like great. Yeah, it's like uh um did uh did Barnes and Sue Ellen just what are they doing together in that bedroom? You're what like, are they doing over there? Yeah, what's going on over there? Yeah, what Cliff, what's Cliff doing? I don't know. Like, well, Cliff is doing nothing. <laughs> Cliff is doing jack shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, Cliff Barnes. Poor Cliff Barnes. Poor Cliff Barnes, man. No, I think like I think you're right though. The unpopular opinion for me anyway, from me to like anybody else, is that I don't think like when you think about like TV shows that held a generation or TV shows that were like the water cooler show that people wouldn't shut up about. Yeah, I don't think there was anything great in the last twenty years. That like last maybe Breaking Bad, but I mean that's it's like watching a really good movie. It doesn't have that thing where it's on TV every single like Sopranos yeah. was so good mm-hmm. that it was on A and E in an un, in an edited version, like a like a un R version, like a PG version because it was so good. Yeah, the people just wanted to know what was happening in Sopranos. Yeah, that's now, true. Arguably, well, I'm not arguably it definitely wasn't as good as the hard R version of Sopranos. But it was still really good. Yeah, it was and it had its own weird cultural following, right? It did. Yeah, like I didn't when I, I didn't catch on to Sopranos until it got like, um, like I was a follower of it. Like I just you know until I, I didn't get onto it until it became popular because I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. Right. And so uh, then I watched the I watched like you said I watched the edited versions. I'm like, there's got to be a harder version than this. 
Oh, and so you didn't, you really didn't know there was a, oh, so, well, you know what though? At that time in Canada, HBO wasn't, like, you couldn't just turn on the TV and watch HBO. Exactly. Like, I think yeah. at that time, we were still dependent on the thing like Super Channel. Yeah. Like, we had other channels that were showing us that content. Like, mm-hmm. we couldn't just do it like it was today. That's right. Yeah. But, I mean, what I meant was that that A&E version of Sopranos mm-hmm. had a cult following. Yep. Because it was funny, right? Like, instead of like, fuck you, fuckball, it was like, hey, freak you, friend man. Like, oh, yeah. they, they had those weird things that mm-hmm. really lined up. It was, it was entertaining in its own way. And you still got the fun of Sopranos. Yeah. It was still kind of cool. Yeah, because a lot of the parts of the Sopranos were like, um, the story parts were just like, yeah, they're entertaining, right? But like some, the other parts were, were just like, it was good acting. And uh, the, the, the comedy aspect of it was, was great too. The comedy aspect was great. The storylines in general were really good. Yeah, and, it, yeah, and it, you're right. And it came it came right after like the, the Goodfellas just came mm-hmm. out and they were like... Uh, it filled that filler of like there was a hunger for like Italian gangster stuff for and, sure and and mafia stuff so it, it it fit that in and yeah we and that was that was such a good filler for that and it was just yeah it was amazing I, lo- I love that show it's kind of like how right for like remember when Harry Potter came out magic was just like the thing thing like every TV show was magic yeah. mm-hmm. it's like the second Goodfellas came out it was like Goodfellas Casino Sopranos like you had a bunch of like Italian mafia stories. From like 1988 to 2000. And it influenced everything, like music, hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Fashion. It it, it influenced everything. And then Harry Potter came along. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And there's no magic. Yeah, and then Lord of the Rings came by. Is something going on up there? What? I keep keep, uh, checking off the top of my head there, pal. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful shade this morning. Well, look at it. I think it's a great shade. Nice, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, this is about an hour and a half worth of growth. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, when it... When you do get a great shave and you run your hand over it, yeah, it's like smooth. magnificent, man. It magnificent. It's, it's, it's Professor X magnificent. It, it usually is. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, but to get back to the magic, yeah, yeah. magic goes <laughs> everywhere, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, that became like the trendy thing to do. Oh, yeah. Man. There's like kids walking around with brooms and staffs, and I'll tell you, yeah. Yeah, brooms and staffs and like brooms between their legs playing a stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like that became like a real thing. Yeah. People were running around fields with, like a stick between their legs. And and throwing a ball in a hoop, and people just went bananas. For oh it. yeah, they carry, and I I totally understand. And to this day, Harry Potter is still like that. Like it's just it's not like you know you don't see it on the streets, but like um, Harry Potter is just part of the it's it's part of the, it's part of the worldwide lexicon. The zeitgeist, yeah, yeah, the zeitgeist. <laughs> the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna get get with that? Oh yeah, what what now? Like television now? I'm on the unpopular opinion side of I think, and this could be because of the way I watched it. Mm-hmm. And we've said it here before. I don't think Game of Thrones is any good. To me, Game of Thrones was just not good. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't even very good. It was okay. Okay. Maybe not even like not good. It was okay. Okay, I'll... I'll lay it on after. No, you, yeah, no, no, sorry, no, sorry. you go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm, I'm going to see what you want No, no, because I... No, I want to hear your full take on it. Oh. Yeah. When you watch it week by week, and this, like I said, this could be because of the way I watched it. When you watch yeah, it... Yeah, you, you, you're like a pelican. You just didn't, like, it went down your gullet, right? That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I opened my gigantic pelican mouth, yeah. and I swallowed it whole, and I just broke it up in the rock gizzard. Yeah. And then I shit it out because I didn't need it anymore. Exactly. And yeah. it gave me no nutrients. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, like, over the course of 10 years, you get very close to the characters, and you start to learn who they are, and you mm-hmm. care about them. Mm-hmm. And you, you become a member of this family. And then when a character dies after like six years, you think you're so, holy shit, I spent six years watching this guy. Mm-hmm. What happened? He's dead now. He's a big, fat, slow guy with his dick hanging out. But now he's dead because he couldn't hold the door. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a, that impacts you. Yeah. But to me, all I saw was a big dumbass who always had his dick out mm-hmm. and just said one word and really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he did nothing. Hodor held a door. 
one time. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> the rest of the series, he's just a guy holding a bro- uh, wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. The whole time, he's just a big dumbass holding a wheelbarrow. But that's because I watch it all in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like three episodes a night. And sometimes, like, I wasn't even really paying attention. Well, um, I'll say this about uh, uh, that show. Um, watch like 0.5% of it. Okay. Uh, to see if it would like tickle my fancy. If it would click? Yeah, if it would click. Um, I saw the special effects for that show. Um, cause my problem is, is that when I watch those fantasy shows and I watch like sci-fi show, like movies or whatever it is, I like to look at it and be like, I always look at them like, how did they make that? Mm-hmm. Cause I always watch behind the scenes and like, and, and like, uh, when I buy movies, I'm like, I like to see behind the scenes of how they make, they make, how they, I'm like, wow, how did they make that movie? You do love the technical aspect. I of love that. Like I, even like when I look, on, I look at IMDb pages of certain shows, mm-hmm. I go like, I look at the back, behind the scenes, like they did this, this, this is how they did this. Like I, especially for Interstellar, for example, right? I want to see like, how was that really like, was that CGI or did they really shoot that in a warehouse? And I'm like, holy crap, that was all shot in real, like for real, right? Now when I looked, when I watched Game of Thrones and I'm like, okay, those dragon scenes, uh, they're okay. I've just been like, uh, how many times do I watch these like, a- these ancient shows where like hundreds of people, hundreds of people, these two factions getting like, just crushed and their dragon comes in and boom. Like I know when their dragon is coming. It says like like I, I know it. You're not you're not fooling anybody. They're like, they're like oh, she's about to get killed or whatever like that. And she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Then her dragon comes by and just wipes everybody out. I'm like okay, the tension is gone. Obviously, right? Yeah. Um. There's no. I didn't like any of the like, the red wedding or whatever that thing was called. I watched that. Uh, that was the first thing I watched, and I'm like, you went right to it. I went right to it. I was like, I was totally like, okay, you know what? Take take, take a look at this and see if you like it. Right. I was mm-hmm. watching it. I'm like, okay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this is this is an example of the greatest show on TV, right? I watched it, and I'm like, with an open mind, and I'm like, that's honestly like it's just not my thing. Yeah, and I and I'm a, I love Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I can I cannot yeah. I, I do not subscribe to it. And then but but also, I just got into it too late when everyone was like right in the middle, everyone's watching it, and I was like, I just didn't. I'm like, you know what? I really don't care. <laughs> so for you, it was more because it was oversaturated. People yeah. keep talking about it. It's like, yeah, like I said, it's one of those instances where we, like that one example we always bring up. It's like you have too much sugar in your coffee. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a sweet spot that you can hit. Yeah. But once you once you oversaturate mm-hmm. that coffee, this is just soda. Yeah. This like, is Coca-Cola. I, yeah, there's very, like, I don't like, I don't like watching that kind of stuff on like a, on a, such, and investing so much time in that kind of stuff. Like for me, it's like the, the, the one show that I love watching that um, is, um, I found like just, like just oh there's awesome i watched every episode if i can i want to go back to the series and watch it again is breaking bad um because that's like i i love true crime stories like or yeah. like not true crime but like that like like i love crime stories those are my favorite like things to watch one of my favorite the things idea to watch, yeah. that, that could that could be happening somewhere i mean i'm very likely is happening all over north america oh yeah I yeah mean, that happens in a backyard in your neighbor we had freaking shootings on the street one time we didn't know what was going on yeah. turns out there was like a whole house full of assholes up mm-hmm. the road, and that can happen. Yeah, and like, and um, what's another? Oh, and if not as good, if not like season one of True Detective. Yeah, you always come back. I, to well, yeah, one of my favorite shows, of, yeah. probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I think there, but there is something to be said about. I'll say this too. I did kind of binge through the first chunk of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. um, after the first season came came around and came yeah. and went, and it wasn't like I never felt like I was being. Um, that somebody was finding a character to be iconic, mm-hmm. and because I watched it quickly, yeah. that character was not iconic. Yeah, like you know when you wa- okay, great example, Heat. Right, we just we just talked about it. 
it's only two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, maybe oh, like barely, barely two and a half hours. It's only that long. It was in 1995 or four or five, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They made so many. They had so many iconic characters and made so many good choices that we still talk about it today. Even though we're only watching like this like two and a half hour movie. It's like binging an entire series. You could make an entire series out of that. Easily. And if you'd binge that thing as an entire series, I don't think you'd find... You wouldn't get mad at the characters. You wouldn't find be like, that guy's making stupid choices. This guy's making dumb choices. Yeah. Just advance the plot. Whatever it was. Yeah. Because it's well written. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like that's what happens with all these other shows. But it didn't really happen with Breaking Bad. Characters didn't make dumb choices to advance the plot. You had you were watching a show about some smart guys and some dumbasses, mm-hmm. and they were always true to character. Yeah, you know, like that's that was my biggest beef with Walking Dead. You've got like Rick is a sheriff in a small town. He's a cop, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a kid and he's got a wife and he's got all these friends who are supposed to be highly intelligent and well, at least like they're they're moderately intelligent. And then you got some dumb guys there too. But every single character, no matter how smart they are, how stupid they are will do stupid things to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. Not things that are in character. Yeah. Like, how can you just let your kid wander off in the zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. Are you slow in the head? Yeah. Did you get hit by a two-by-four recently? Yeah, it's just lazy writing. It's lazy writing, right? Yeah. Because they have to advance the plot. Exactly. Yeah. One show that doesn't do it, surprisingly, and I think everybody should check it out if they haven't already, because I, I can understand the apprehension behind it, is Superman and Lois. Mm. Super tight. Super. Yeah, see what I did there? Super tight writing. That's close. Characters don't do dumb things to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. Things are just happening, and the characters are reacting to things that are happening. Yeah. But the characters aren't making dumb choices. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. It's, uh, like, uh, I'll back that up even further. Like, you have to have, when you're making a show, there has to be one person in charge who has, like, like the like the creator of it, who has a, uh, has a clear vision of where he wants the show to go. Right. And it's literally all in the details. Mm-hmm. Because there's a quote that, Perfection is a lot of little things done correctly. Yes. And that is exactly what, um, for me, Breaking Bad is. Like, they'll, like, they will measure, like, what um, Skyler's, like, fingernail polish is for certain scenes. Really? They, they, they go down, and, like, all the science that they put into the show is verified. Hmm. They're like, okay, if he made this, this much money, they go to that, that, that scene where, like, Bill Burr and, his, and the black guy are, like, st- on a stack of money. A stack of money. Because they, they said, like, you know, okay, Walter has this much money that he has to launder, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually counted, like, this is what it would actually look like. And that's what the, like, that much money yeah. will look like this. Yeah, I remember they were, they were searching those cars with that liquid has to weigh, weigh the same amount in that tank. That's, I, that, that is, that is literally oh, yeah, what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They I, would have the signs down. Yeah, they have the signs down. And I, lo- I love that commitment to the show. I do. I yeah. remember Matt Nix had that happen one time with him. Uh, Matt Nix, the guy who made Burn Notice. Burn Notice, yeah. He's done a few other Great shows. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Burn Notice was like the like this generation's MacGyver. Yeah, that's good. Really good show. Yeah. But at one point, this generation's was, MacGyver is not good. <laughs> oh no, that's why I got canceled. It's yeah, good. exactly. It's not good at all. Yeah, a lot of shows. This, gen- this generation's a lot of shows. Were yeah, good. it's just generation's MacGyver. Not not the not this generation. Not MacGyver. actually this generation's MacGyver. But Burn Notice, they actually did like a, a cool somebody on YouTube, obviously on mm-hmm. YouTube. One of these guys did the Burn Notice intro of the MacGyver music. Yeah, yeah it's solid. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But he was asked one time, like after like a, uh, a a book signing or like a comic con kind of thing, these guys approached him. They're like, hey, we need to ask you something. And he's like, what are you talking about? I think you can actually see it on YouTube when he talks about it. He's like, why, who are you? And what are you talking about? What do you want to ask me? Mm-hmm. And these guys are two, I think either like former CIA guys, like Mike Baker types. Mm-hmm. Like, so where do you, where are you getting your intel from? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we are CIA types. We are actually those guys mm-hmm. we want to know how the hell you know how an operative operates like how do you know so much about the world like 
Did you get your research from somewhere? Like, I don't think they were shaking him down for like, hey, how do you know all this great stuff? Yeah. But he wanted to know, like, how did he actually figure out the workings? He's like, well, it's an office gig. And these are things that you would do in the real world. And I'm not a dummy. Mm-hmm. I talked to a couple of guys and they filled me in and other things that came up on my own. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not being a dumbass. Like, I'm a writer and I'm intelligent. Yeah. And I figured things out and I, I assumed that the inner workings are no different than anywhere else as far as the business goes, mm-hmm. just the higher stakes. Yeah, and I'm doing service to the, to the source material. Exactly yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, certain things he actually knew guys who were cops or FBI or, like, former CAA spooky kind of guys mm-hmm. who told him. Like, one of the instances when Michael's being chased, and I think it's, uh, I can't remember the guy he's with. It's the dude from um, um, Stargate. Mm-hmm. But he's being chased in his car, and then he turns around, and he doesn't try to shoot out the tires. Because then his explanation is, have you ever tried shooting out the tires of a moving vehicle? Because you can't even shoot a target that's stationary. Yeah. But you can't shoot the target. You can't shoot out the tires mm-hmm. of a moving car. Mm-hmm. So he's like, instead, you shoot just below the car and hope the bullets ricochet upwards. Because if they do, if you're driving a car and bullets are shooting at your nuts from under the vehicle, you give the lead car in front of you some more room. Yeah. Because you don't want your ball shot off. Yeah. And like it's like those things that made the show so good. That's good. Yeah, that's crazy. Like when he makes the pepper spray, he just goes to the like Home Depot and he gets like a pressurized paint sprayer. He fills it with like vinegar and cayenne pepper, like Tabasco sauce. He pumps the whole thing tight, puts an elastic band on the trigger and throws it in the car. And now you've got this like pepper spray bomb in yeah. your car. Yeah. So they're like, how do you like, where did you get all these like little tricks of the trade kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Like spycraft. Like where did you learn this stuff? The mm-hmm. skill set. It's like, I just made a bunch of stuff up and people told me how to make other stuff. But it's just cool writing. Like, it's oh, dedication yeah. to your show, right? I agree, yeah. It has, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I just find that those kind of shows, that kind of stuff is is great. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure George, like, uh, George Martin's books are fantastic. Um, and they have to, like, you have to make money and you have to, like, if it's, if it's option for, a, like, a, a TV series or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a huge impact on the world. Um, there's a reason why it's competing with Lord of the Rings right now. Um, but I just can't... Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. I can't. Can't do. Won't do. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, having binged it. I was really. I felt like it was dumb. Mm-hmm. And then people who were complaining about stuff like, well, that character would not like that, and that character would not like that. I mean, well, they would because like when the chick went nuts to the dragon at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole show is showing you how her family is crazy. Mm-hmm. She's clearly done a lot of crazy shit. Yep. In the show, just because for one season she won you over, doesn't mean she's not going to go cuckoo bananas yeah. and burn down a city. Yeah, that's true. Dragon. Exactly. Like, like if I want to see dragons, like I'll say this: if I want to see dragon stuff, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, like for me, it's like, but I, like, I'll never watch The Hobbit again. I've seen it already. I'm just, I'm kind of over that. But if that's that's for other people to judge, and so I'm like, you know what? For me personally, I will not watch it. So I am in no position to like debate to like right. dispute it. That's your thing. Yeah, that is. That's your that's thing. your thing. That's that's enjoy totally fine. Thing. And I hope you enjoy. Get the most out of it. You know, wear t-shirts. Go to like you know, wear Hulk tattoos and go to. Comic Con and all that shit. That's fine, but like, well, well, yeah, I can't do you, it. You went mad about the Hulk thing. All uh, get your Hulk tattoos. Yeah, whatever you, it is. Yeah, you, you always like to throw in a little fuck you, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All those people who go to that fucking like, but I would, I would love to go to Comic Con. What am I talking Comic-Con about? Comic Con would be fun, man. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would really enjoy Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, what really? We kind of we hit, we're hitting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, oh. Going. oh, how about you for keeping keeping in line with the current conversation? Mm-hmm. What do you think have been some of the best comic books of all time? Best comic books of all time. We kind of tread this water every now Ooh, and then, but something uh, something hit me while reading like another story altogether. Mm-hmm. I remembered something, so I was like, I think that might be my favorite of all time. Uh, my favorite comic book of all time. Yes. Um, like, ser- like not character. So, like, like, let's say, what do you think has done the best service 
to a character? Like, what comic book does the best service to a character? Best? Oh, I, that's easy for me. Um, Servicer for Requiem. What? So, oh yeah, that's that's always you're a huge Silver Surfer guy. Yeah, because that's, that's Requiem is incredible. Yeah, that's because uh, that's uh, Straczynski, J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah, um, it's my favorite piece of his. Um, it's not there's no there's barely any violence in it. There's no action in it. Um, there's no. It's just a sad story about the death of Silver Surfer. It and, is yeah. Silver Surfer's version of All Star Superman. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's like he's dying and he wants to make the world a better place. Yeah, the universe. And and it it really shows like for people who don't, I think it's for like people who've never read Silver Surfer or don't know that much about him. Um, read that story and it'll it'll show you like and it shows like the entire Marvel like the Avengers, Doctor Strange, um, Professor X, uh, Bruce Banner, Fantastic Four, um, Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, Magneto. Um, all of them, Spider Man, um, all of them. They're just like they, they, they're like, and they all have their squabbles on Earth. Mm-hmm. But when they hear about what happened to Surfer Surfer, they're in grief. The and, and, and they're, and, they're tra- and, the, and all of them are trying to come up with the, with the like, uh, come up to a plan to trying to save him and cure him. Doctor Doom tries. Doctor Doom did that. Doctor Doom tries to use magic and science to yeah. save the Silver Surfer. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange, and before he leaves, I think Doctor Strange says to Surfer Surfer that. Uh, um, we couldn't find anything to help you, and he said he gave him that gift. Mm-hmm. He's like, "This is all the this is all the knowledge. It's split into two parts. Everything that happened, everything that came before you, before you came to us, and everything that happened when you first came and saved us from destruction." Yeah, and so it's just a reminder of like what you've given us, what you mean to us. Yeah, and what like what was saved through your kindness. Requiem is it's so sad. Like it's a sad book. It's yeah. sad, but it's like you really nailed it. My mm-hmm. my. My idea of what book gives you a, a good beginning, a great middle, and a great ending. Yeah. But also properly services the character throughout the entire run. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Punisher Max, does it? Punisher Max is up there, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can say what you Garth want. Garth Ennis is run, right? Garth Ennis? Yeah. The, the second run. The second run, yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. second uh, Punisher run there. The first, like, six issues, whatever they were. The Marvel Knights one was really good. And I think the first 12 issues of Max... Or is it that is the first twelve issues of Marvel Knights and then it goes to Max? I think it goes to Max. After and then it becomes that. Max. Yeah, because Max, but yeah. the Max run. Yeah. So I would go uh, the Garth Ennis Max run. Yes. Yes. Not like the Jason Aaron stuff that happens. No. After. No. 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 Yeah, no yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, um, I would say so. Silver Surfer Requiem is up there. No, it is number one. Um, that does the best service to the character. I'd say Planet Hulk and Wolver Hulk. That mm-hmm. storyline. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and. I'll Invincible? give you my top three. Um, Invincible? And Invincible, yeah. The entire run. The entire run. Um, like, perfect I run. I haven't read the entire run yet. You have. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and I'd say, man, Old Man Logan is good too. Uh, the original oh Old Man Logan run. Yeah, the original The first one. like six issues. Yeah. Um, and then, this is a, this is a character, well. Um, I'm going to give you one that's going to blow your mind. And I think, um, uh, What's a Batman one? Uh, year one is so good. Um, year one is very good. Yeah. Or yeah, let's go. I'd say the I'd say the Dark Knight Returns. I'll go with those. Dark Knight okay. Returns is really good. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Go those, ahead. Those are all very good. Yeah. Okay. Go I'm ahead. gonna give you one that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look at, and at first you're gonna be like, is it though? And then you're gonna be like, God damn yes. Oh, it for is. sure. No. I, I, I go ahead. From the first panel to the last panel of Calvin and Hobbes. 
Oh, yeah. It might be the greatest comic book run. Mm-hmm. Not traditionally a comic book, mm-hmm. but a comic character from like the first panel to the last panel. Yep. Calvin and Hobbes is perfect. Yeah, it is. Every single Calvin and Hobbes comic mm-hmm. is perfect. Yeah. I, I haven't read one where I was like, that's garbage. Yeah. At the And the ending is just... Perfect. Perfect. It's a perfect ending. Yeah. I was uh, reading Invincible. And I was kind of going through like the, the compendium there and like, like doing a little fun thing. And it was a moment when he had a bunch of stuff and it's... um it, I don't want to give away a scene, but it's a scene when he's causing a certain amount of chaos to uh, to make the world better. And for some reason, a, a moment that reminded me of how Bill Watterson drew dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out the old Calvin Hobbes. I was reading through it and I got to the last one. I read the last panel. Yep. Like I read the last one again because I hadn't read it in a long time. Yep. It's like, the future's ours, buddy. And they kind of take off down the hill. And it was like, it just dawned on me where I never read a panel of Calvin and Hobbes that wasn't perfect. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't deny that. That, 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 that Calvin and Hobbes is, uh, is great. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always thought Invincible um, was the best because it's got a beginning, it's got a middle, and it's got an end. Mm-hmm. Where, and it's that character begins and the character ends. Mm-hmm. There is no, like, it's not going anywhere after that. It didn't come from anywhere. It's just, it is what it is, and it's over. And I thought that was maybe the best run I'd ever read of a new character. Yeah. But then I, I remembered Calvin and Hobbes. I went back to it. I'm like, God damn. It's, there is no, there's no point. You pick up any one of those big, the big books. Yeah. And you open up any page and start reading and it's all gold. Yeah. It's so good. I remember, I remember like, uh, I was, um, yeah, I think I, I ran to Neil actually at, um, at Starbucks when I, after I read it and, uh. You were reading some Calvin and Hobbes? No, I was reading uh, Silver Surfer Requiem. The first oh, time okay. I read Silver Surfer Requiem. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was reading it, uh, just sitting in a chair. And when I think I was, re- yeah, I, like, during, even when I was reading it, I was like, I had tears coming out of my eyes in a it public place. Right yeah. And yeah, it was crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like reading it. I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. And then, uh, and then I sat down and I was just thinking about, I, just, I couldn't get out of my head. And then I was like, man, they, 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 Silver Surfer is dead. And I was like, well, that. I mean, he's, he's. As far as comics, as far as comics go, as far as comics go, right? Uh, at that point, anyway. And then um, for the sake of that story, yeah, yeah. And then my yeah, and then, and then I sat down. And then I was like, I was like, and then my eyes were all swollen. And I was like, then Neil saw me, and he's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" I'm like, "Good." And he's, he's, I, I knew he was looking at me weird. <laughs> I was like, You're crying reading a comic book? Yeah, I'm like, and he's like, "You okay?" And I, 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 shit, man. I said, "Yeah, man." Like I said, my allergies are just crazy. And I was like, and I was, like, I kept doing this. You just told me you're high. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> A little high, man. That's all. Yeah, a little high. Yeah, actually, it was another uh, series that um, I think is I've never read a bad issue. Um, I haven't read the new ones yet, but like, uh, uh, was Asterix and Ublix. also very good. Yeah, also very good. They all you know it's not what? it's not as legendary. No, but, but it kind of is though, because yeah. like when you were kids and you would pick one up in the uh, in the library at school, the library. Oh, that's that, that was my childhood. Remember, I, yeah. like when you first. I still remember discovering Asterix Noblesque in, in school, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, pulling off the shelf, and it was all in French. Mm-hmm. But it was so good, I checked it out. Yeah, see, I didn't get, when I first got my library card, when it, when the, the library was still at... Um, in the at, mall? In the, no, at Mills Town Center. No, right by at the rec center. Okay. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the library's one. in there? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's when I first found it, and I was like, oh my god, I need to get a library card. And then, uh, and then we moved to the rec center. I would just bury my head in those comic books and I'm like this is it just creates a whole new universe of like they're really it's good. crazy I love that comic they're book. very good you know what I'll I'll put right up there with that because we're going that way now is Black Sad yeah Black Sad is also I mean clearly not the same audience at mm-hmm. all 
But the art style, like that layer, like, you know, where everything happening on the page has got a foreground, a middle ground that you're paying attention to, mm-hmm. and a background that is still so wild, yeah. you can't help but look at it, and then maybe the background's going to become part of the story at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Like, those two comics shared that. Yeah. French storytelling, man. French oh, yeah. art and French storytelling in Oh, it's crazy, yeah. because like the, was so far ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Asterix, like, it's, and it's like, adults can read this, and like, it's like, For sure. witty comedy. Uh, just violence against the Romans, and they were like, I just love the invincibility of that small little village just holding yeah. out. I loved it. Gaul, and then um, yeah, Gaul, <laughs> and then after that, that's when I started reading um, uh, that over there, Tintin. Yes. Oh, let me tell you, I I wasn't sure if I was gonna get my hands on um, Tintin. It was something happened. Was it Amazon? Something was going on with Tintin. A little while ago. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to get it anymore. Yeah. And I found this guy on Amazon and it was like an instant buy. Yeah. Like it just, I thought about it. I went to Amazon. I picked it up and I pulled it out. Yeah. So oh, I was yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta. Gotta go. have that. Yeah. And I remember, it's, and here's another one that's, that's kind of like just flawless hmm. and it's, it's, it's going to be timeless is Garfield. Garfield's really good too. Awesome. Garfield's really good. There was a certain era, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, the King Feature Syndicate. Yeah. Like all those comics were so good. Oh yeah, and Garfield's our age. He's uh he's forty four. Really? Yeah. But the first the first issue came out in nineteen seventy eight. I had no idea. I didn't know it was. I thought I was older than that. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I thought the, the old Jim Henson was doing this stuff in like the sixties. Yeah, I remember his first panel was like not Jim Henson. Jim Henson's Jim Jim Davis. Uh, Jim Davis. Yeah. I remember like, Muppets on the Brain today. Yeah, I remember the first, the first like it's always like three slide or six slide um, like uh, stories are basically right. It's like mm. it's six panel and three boards like a three panel like story or joke whatever it is. Yeah, and I remember the first one was uh, 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 he put something against Garfield's face. And he Garfield just said "Feed me," right? That's that's the punchline, right? And then a couple issues later, back in like uh, you know a couple years later, they're looking back at Jim. Uh, John's like Garfield, look at how much we've grown. And he's like, and he's going. They're going through past issues. John's in the, the comic book, and he's like, things have changed. Really, they really things have really changed, haven't they, Garfield? And Garfield just looks at him. He's like, feed me. <laughs> feed me. I can't remember. I love. Was, I love. Yeah, just simple and stupid. It's simple and stupid. That just happened somewhere in something. God, I, there was a comic or whatever I was reading just recently that the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where years and years ago, the first thing that you ever saw was this. Oh, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. The first conversation in Seinfeld uh, the, with the button, and then the last conversation in Seinfeld is the button. Is the button the George's yeah. button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching the the Chronicles, the old Seinfeld Chronicles. That popped up. Yeah. Oh, Seinfeld season one is just. Uh, it's just. It's pretty like it's pretty rough. It's LA takedown. It's LA Seinfeld takedown. Man. Season one is LA takedown. Yeah, and season two is heat. Yeah, like this is what they were trying to do. You know what I think is I, it needed Elaine so bad. It, well, season one had Elaine. She was in like the fourth or third episode. Did but the it? first like three episodes, she's not there. Yeah, and um, and like she wasn't like she came in and she was an angel. She came in, and she was talking. Like, I want to sit in the front seat. She started talking. They're like, yeah. "Why are you just like?" They're like, "Oh, just be quiet, shut up." Like, we don't want to hear this. <laughs> the beautiful part about Seinfeld, I think that's why it's it's timeless more so compared to than like say Friends, mm-hmm. is they're all so despicable in their own way. Yeah, they're all awful. Yeah. in their own way. Yeah, and this- it's just like you just connect to that like that terrible human being. And when they're good, you love them more for trying to be good. Mm-hmm. And then they just go bad again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and you know what? Uh, just on top of that, there's a show I watched. I finally watched, like, I gave it 15 minutes. And I'm like, I, I started watching it and there was, there's, there was laughter going on. I didn't understand where the laughter was coming from. Oh, I'm like, won't be that, this is the stupidest show I've ever seen. The writing is so lazy. 
it's just I was like, and it confirmed. It just confirmed it for me, right? I'm like, I'll give this. Let me see how how let me see how wrong I am. Okay, gave it a chance to start watching it. I'm like, this is so dumb, and I was like, I don't understand why the show is so popular. Um, Can I guess what it is? Go ahead. Was it Big Bang Theory? Yes. I hate Big Bang Theory. I hate that show. I hate Big Bang Theory. It's so stupid. I hate that show. It's awful. I hate it. It's. I, I, pro- I probably hate that show more than you hate Walking Dead. Or as much. Probably as, at least as much. Yeah. yeah I mean, because like, yeah, you know what? You, know, you probably hate that more than I hate Walking Dead. Because season one of The Walking Dead is phenomenal. Okay, yeah. So I, I've never I've never liked that show. Walking Dead? No. Um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang yeah, Theory. Big Bang Theory is awful. I, I think it's just pretentious, stupid, lazy writing. Yeah, like, I uh, I have all sorts of anger. Acting is terrible. The acting is awful. But I, I hate it for like on layers. Oh, I hate yeah. it on so many layers. I, oh, there's I hate so all many the Chuck Lorre shows. Yeah, I don't like them at all. Um, that show I don't like specifically. I don't like that because the whole the defense of that type of Indian character, but the anger towards Apu because I, I'll stand by it. There is no problem with Apu. Nope. There is no problem. The problem with Apu is people who have a problem with Apu. Yeah. Yeah. The you people got bullied as kids and mm-hmm. found a reason to like like tack all. Yeah. This yeah. Shit you, onto- you you can ha- you can handle the. Fucking abuse that we want. Harry Kondabalu, Adi Shankar, Cal Penn, who I think is more of a villain in how people see Indian people from that Van Wilder shit. Oh, fuck, man. That, like, that was awful. You know, you can't... Fuck that guy. You can't yeah. start a fire then blame somebody else for being an arsonist. Yeah. Like, you can't be an arsonist and be like, the fire department didn't show up on time. It's mm-hmm. like, you're an arsonist. Yeah. You know, that whole take it through the car wash baby bullshit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, straight up, in the bum, up yeah. there. That's your your well, garbage. Yeah, for doing yeah. That. He he did that to like obviously to take to it's a paycheck for him. Yeah, right? you're being but a hypocrite. Like the, but the but the precedent it's set. Yes. Fuck that. Man. Worse. Yeah. Like That's I think more people got called Kumar after the whole Harold and Kumar bullshit than anybody got called Apu. Yeah. It bothers me, and on top of that, it bothers me because that's that's like an like Apu's story is an accurate representation. Of a lot of immigrant stories. Yeah. And it wasn't ever displayed on screen as a jab or punching down. No, because even... Remember like when uh, in that episode where like... Uh, Not to jump off the whole Big Bang Theory thing. No, no, but no. That's no, why no, I no, hate no. that movie. No, no, that's why I, I hate Big Bang Theory movie. I know, I know. I, just to, just to, like, to add on to what you were just saying is that Apu's character was never made fun of in The, in the Simpsons. No. Remember when he, went, when he was The Bachelor and he had to go out there and, and date? He was like the, the biggest prize. He's like, well, I came. I'm, I'm, he was a catch. I guess I'm a businessman. I own my own business. Yeah. I have my own car. All the, all the women were going after him. I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is exactly what, that's a celebration of the character. The one time when they, they put the kid in the counter. Yeah. Sanjay. Sanjay's Sanjay, son. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he pulled out the shotgun. He's going to get robbed. <laughs> he pulls out a shotgun. Like they were cool characters. They yeah. were never like a joke in the show. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've always said, I have been more annoyed at how Canadians are displayed on The Simpsons mm-hmm. than I've ever been about how Indians are displayed oh, on The yeah, Simpsons. Oh, yeah. like yeah. They're, they're, but there's just people who are professionally pissed off and want to get into For the media. Sure. And then the next thing you know, they like they can say like, oh, we got we got Apu axed. Just because, Congratulations. Like, you, yeah. ru- you ruined that show. Kondabalu is a dumpy looking dude mm-hmm. who, who like plays this like idiot character. You know what pissed me off more was I think it was during one of those Carson Daly. What was that last call? Mm-hmm. I think it was during last call when they interviewed Kondabalu about the whole problem, the problem with Apu, the trouble with Apu thing. And at first he was like, yeah, these are the problems. That's what's wrong. This is bad. And he's like, but maybe not. Maybe I just took it personally. It's not, it's not a problem at all. Who knows? I could be wrong. I'm like, you don't even have like the, the balls to stand by your statement. Yeah. 
Now you're like, I don't know. I just did it for fun. It was all for gags. Oh, what an asshole. I'm like, that's the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is... Damage is, like is you, done. Man. Yeah. Yeah, damage is done. But the problem is because you were bullied or treated poorly for being a certain way that you think this thing was punching down and you don't like being called that yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a whole lot of hypocrisy there yep, bothering me. There is, yeah. I totally, I totally agree. Like, there are a lot of things that need to be targeted and canceled. Like, uh, breakfast, breakfast with Tiff- Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. The breakfast. Yep. I didn't even get that out right. I'm so mad. Breakfast with Tiffany's. That's uh, Mickey Rooney's Mickey Chinese, Chinese guy. guy yep. That is punching down racism. Yep. I've always hated the party. Mm-hmm. I mean, the character's got some cool lines and tries to I, save I, it. You know what? I love that movie. You know what? The only reason why hmm. is because uh, his character in that movie is exactly like my uncle. Yeah, you've always said <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I love. It. The that saving movie. grace of that movie for me is when he mentions the Indian thing. Yeah. When he's like, you people don't when the, know when who the, you when are. When the, yeah, like the, you don't know who you are. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Indians, we know and we, we like who we are. Yeah, and when the elephant came in, they're like, this is a disgrace. He's like, yeah, yeah. wash it off and stuff like that. And then like, yeah. And they made a huge bubble party afterwards. Like, so there were a yeah. few things that are saving grace in that. like that, But that is more damaging to me. Yeah. Because of the way it was perceived by white people or the Western world. Yeah. Yeah. Than the Simpsons ever was. Yeah, and it's also it's also a product of its time. For sure. Yeah. So but um, But there are bigger targets out there, man. Way that's, bigger targets. That's my that. problem yeah. with all I, that. No, I there totally are bigger agree. targets yeah. out there. I totally agree. Like cancel culture in general's got bigger targets. Like right now, this whole thing with Trevor Noah and the Lizzo and the Spaz thing, how he had his big speech about like, you know, hey, like maybe she didn't know and she tried to save it and tried to fix it and blah blah blah. Go look it up. It's on Instagram. I'm not gonna go over it here again. Yeah, but if, that if, guy if you too, like if you like Instagram. If you like Instagram, that guy's also punched down. On shit. Like the Jewish girls and going down on guys kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. all of that. So there's a hypocrisy between everybody trying to cancel shit. Yeah. Like there are real targets out there that should be eliminated instead of going after easy targets because it's clickbaity. It's clickbaity and you want to be, yeah, you want to be professionally insulted. Yeah, exactly. Insulted. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be professionally outraged. You want to be prof- professionally yeah, insulted. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. Like, you I, don't care, man. Everybody's a hypocrite. Yeah, everyone's a hypocrite. Everybody's a hypocrite. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes though you get on the side of like, you, you see two assholes go at it. And you don't know what side to pick. Yeah. Like that's uh, the Hulk Hogan, Peter Thiel. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What was it, Gawker? Gawker. The Gawker thing, yeah. right? Where like you're, you're not, like you're not on Gawker's side, but Hulk Hogan's also awful. But then like Peter Thiel, who kind of got outed by Gawker and found a way to get back at them. You're like, I'm just going to watch this documentary about a bunch of assholes just eating each other alive. Yeah. And they did, right? I mm-hmm. mean, those are, are all a bunch of a-holes who just like ate each other. So sometimes yeah. you do get that, which is also fun to watch. Yeah, the um, actually one thing that I, I was asked to talk about rant over, but you go ahead. Yeah, do your thing. Okay, one thing I wanted to talk about was a movie. Oh, it got serious. Though. Came out in maybe late ninety, maybe early nineties, late eighties. Oh my god! I have to go off screen. Uh, not a not a great movie, nor a good movie, nor a memorable movie, but a movie that's close to my heart. It's not good. That's why it's definitely entertaining. This movie called it's two. It's a buddy cop movie, which were very popular in the late eighties or early nineties. Uh, two opposite, two polar opposite characters, uh, one rough and gruff, other high roller. What is it? Okay, now you you've said it's not a good movie or a great movie, so it clearly. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, it can't be Midnight Run because that movie is phenomenal. That that's that's a great movie. <laughs> Midnight Run. Midnight Run is this, one is, of, this is not a great movie. It is my all time favorite buddy cop movie. Yeah. Okay. Like Midnight Run is just the top of the Yeah, show. this is this is lower on your totem pole. I would imagine it's probably like bulletproof. Like I don't know. It's just, oh, it's like Adam Sandler and Wayans, right? Yeah. Damon Wayans? No, it's I uh, mean it's gotta be like around that. Uh no. 
think about it. like buddy cop movie mm-hmm. that is big yeah, it has two like big action stars in it two big action stars and it's like a I definitely roller, definitely one yeah high roller and like a low baller yeah oh geez I, yeah you gotta tell me I have no idea Tango and Cash oh no Tango and Cash is awesome it's not it's not even remotely bad yeah it is the RV <laughs> the boot gun yeah like everything about that movie is incredible yeah so I was asked by Vinesh uh, yesterday about um, he's like Miguel, I'll talk about any movie you want. And he's like, he goes, what about Tango and Cash? And I'm like, that's actually, you know what? I haven't talked about that movie. And I, what do you like the best out about that movie? Like, what, what makes it, like, rewatchable? I think, like, straight through. Like, the the relationship between two characters. Yes. How, like, like uh, Kurt Russell. The is, dichotomy is great. The dichotomy is great. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. The weird way, like, Stallone's going to stick up his ass the entire movie. Yes. Uh, the whole relationship they both have with his sister. That's yeah, he, great. He's, he's Oscar with the badge. <laughs> right. <Oscar>. Exactly. <laughs> it is an odd couple. Yeah. For sure, right? Yeah. Um, the RV is great. The, the weapons are great. Yes. The kind of, like, weird... RoboCop era that they are in. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like they're just outside of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like, OCP Detroit. Yeah. So it's got that feeling to it. Uh, yeah, like, everything about the bad guys are great. Everything about that movie is awesome. It's great. I, 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 he thought, he, he told me about it and I was like, yeah, you know what? That movie is actually, it's not, it's, it's panned, obviously, right? But, uh, professionally speaking, but it is such an enjoyable movie. I think it's one of those movies that, like, when you say history will be the judge, mm-hmm. I think history has been the judge in that. Yeah. And I can't find any, like, okay, um, Tango and Cash, They Live. Yeah. They Live. Fuck. Like, there's these, like, cult movies mm-hmm. that at first when you watch them, you're like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah. And then you watch them again, you're like, oh. Ah, Showdown Little Tokyo. Yeah. Big oh, Trouble in yeah. China. Big Trouble in China. I, yeah. I mean, these are great movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They those four time. you should watch right now if you haven't seen oh, them. You yeah. should just like stop watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch those movies. Yeah. Let yeah. this run on YouTube and on Spotify. Yeah. And then go online or go find those movies and watch them. Yeah. You'll, go you'll, watch you'll have like. They're all in the same grouping. Same grouping. Yeah. Like they all, they all cost as much to make as like, you know. Maybe like forty million dollars to make all those movies together. To make all of them, yeah, and they are such enjoyable movies. Like those are those are, those movies are made for fun, which you, which are not being made anymore. That's right. Yeah. They were made just for audience enjoyment. Yeah, it's actually a great article. I I didn't read all of it. I kind of got into it and started getting ready for this about um, simplistic fun action movies are making a comeback. Yeah. And um, if you look at heard, Top yeah, Gun, I heard, yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun, perfect example. It's a great example of that. Yeah, it's not overly complicated. The characters are all layered. Yeah, great characters. They've got the classic like like heel turn, mm-hmm. where you've got like the good guys become bad guys, bad guys become good guys. Like yep. you, you just enjoy everything about it. But it's very simple. Yeah, and and that's what took it, the, the hardest job they had was to make it simple. Right to make it as to make it like the first one because they want what they wanted to do was make a Tony Scott movie with updated visuals. Right, that's all they wanted to do because it doesn't make you can't have an end scene of action that's only like five to ten minutes long like the first the Top Gun. This this new one, the last half an hour is just balls to the wall action, and so um, totally surprising, unbelievable. Didn't yeah. expect that ending at all. Yeah, I didn't expect Maverick to like suddenly be trans. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not, that's nah. not true. That didn't happen. Ah. 
Ah. I didn't expect uh, Maverick to die. Yeah, I'll also be mad. <laughs> no, but like that whole ending, because the first one, it's or like they're... Or goosting him back to life. Or goosting him back to life. <laughs> as like with the neck bolts. Neck bolts. Inside the stealth, where it's just his head. <laughs> He's the drone. Yeah. Like, you know, no, I didn't I didn't expect it to have that kind of... Like the first one, like you said, they just, they show up, they've got bad guys, they fight the MiGs, whatever, it's over and done mm-hmm. with. And like, you know, it's that Mad Magazine ending, right? Yeah. Where they give you a bunch of fun shit, you turn one page, the, the nuke goes off. And it's over. It's over, yeah. Whereas this one actually gave you, like, a solid action sequence. It's great. That itself was, like, an episode. Yeah. It's like that whole thing in itself was, like, a movie. Like, it was, like, the ending itself was a movie. Yeah, it was, like, there's no, like, you could see what you knew was going to happen. Like, there's there's no, like, the the tension's there, but you know, like, you know, the good guys are going to win, obviously, right? But it's shown so well. Right. And this little things like even like uh remember in the in the first in the first scene of uh Top Gun when uh he's getting they're getting yelled at by um what's this whatever that guy's the, the bald guy from Back to the Future um Strickland yeah, Strickland yeah so they're like uh he goes remember he's like uh you 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 run by four airport towers and one admiral's daughter and he's like that Patty Benjamin and then <laughs> and it's Captain Maverick's like whatever right. <laughs> Patty Benjamin's a main character in that movie. In this movie. That's crazy. That, that, that's a yeah. smart thing to do. The Admiral's... It's it's very intelligent. Like, it was... It was almost perfect fan service for fans who didn't even remember what the first movie's about. Yeah. It's like, it's weirdly in that way, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got all these fans we got to pay, like, homage to. We have all these homages for the for the fans. Yeah. But really, like, the fans almost didn't know. Yeah. And they're like, what are they talking about? Then you go watch the first one. Like, holy shit. All that stuff they talked about in this one was in the first one. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so really good. good. It's crazy. And the thing is, too, I, I remember uh, Paul Bettany was like, because uh, you know th- that movie actually made more than the event than in Endgame. Oh no way! Yeah, it beat it beat Infinity War. His wife beat him. Yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, he goes, I can't let this down in the household. No, because Jennifer Connelly's like, yeah, he goes, yeah, her movie made way more than my movie. My wife's <laughs> movie in less time, and I'm thinking probably less theaters. Easily. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just and uh, help the help of China. Help of China. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, great movie. Go watch it. I would. Yeah, really enjoyable, man. I do. I do enjoy it. like simple movies are making a comeback. And Bullet Train looks pretty. Look, Bullet Train look, looks great. It looks. Yeah. It looks like really. Looks like a lot of fun. I honestly thought Bullet Train was a secret sequel to the Mexican. <laughs> like I had this thing in my head. Where I'm like, this is a secret sequel to the Mexican man, oh, which like, I didn't mind is, at all. The Mexican is great too. Yeah, this is like Jerry's future. Mm-hmm. Like where he was in that movie. Like mm-hmm. where he's like you know Gene Hackman and. Tearing off dicks, not being able to fuck anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, that guy became this guy. Yeah. And then it turned out not to be. So I was like, nah, whatever. But also, fun. Mm-hmm. John Wick, they're all fun. They're all great. Like, these simple, basic, fun action movies. Like, they were in the 80s. They're coming back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Wick. And you're right. John Wick is, a per- is the example of it. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? Don't don't need a huge story. It's a, it's escapism. Um, and it builds mythology more and more. Every every, every single movie, you're just like you know, it, it breaks. It brings the world. It makes the world bigger and bigger. Like, hey, what's the world of the assassins? Right. And he goes like bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's two more coming out. So so get ready. Get ready. Yes. Get ready for gold coins and death. And death. Yeah. Just <laughs> just and you just have that. What's the head? You know the headshot drinking game. The headshot drinking. Game. So basically, it's like you know every time like John Wick does a headshot, mm. you have to take a shot. So, so the first movie you're trash. First, the first movie is like you're not gonna remember. Yeah, that's why, that's why I have to watch it again because you're, you're too trash to watch the watch it from the first time. So. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think we hit just about everything. I mean, we hit the uh, an asshole of meat. 
I had this whole thing about like cops shouldn't send dick pics mm-hmm. and like bad police HR, like bad hiring practices. Like how are you letting <laughs> these guys slip through? It's like, you know, like you can be two things. You can be a cop and a dumbass. Mm-hmm. You can be a lawyer and an asshole. You can be a lawyer and a great human being. Yep. You can be the Pope and also hide rapists in the Vatican. I don't know. You can do all that stuff. You can be two things. Yep. You're not, you're not just one thing. You can be multiple. You can be four things. You know, you can be a whole lot of people in one perfectly flawed human being. That's, that's, you know, a lot of good in this flawed thing. Or you can be this incredibly, like, perceived to be incredibly great and be a monster. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Like, we all have different masks that we wear, um, depending upon, like, depending on, like, where we, like, how work is, how our daily lives are. Right. It's, um... Remember, yeah. Mother Teresa was no Mother Teresa. Should look that up. Google search that broad. Yeah, that broad. <laughs> it's a terrible human being. That's that's one woman I can call abroad. Nobody should get drugs because that's the suffering is part of your pain that's going to take you to God. When I get sick, though, I want all the drugs. Yeah. Give uh, me a break. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Straight across. Right? Straight across. Hey, my arm feels better now, so I can hey. actually do that again. So it's good. Bravo. Um, Now, we should actually keep in that as we end off this episode. Mm-hmm. Starting next week. No, this week. Uh, this week, yeah. So, well, I mean, it's Sunday, so next week for what? Monday's day. One. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, take, take wait, is, is, is Monday day one or is Thursday day one? Well, Thursday's day one. Yeah. But the week starts on. Monday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it ends on Sunday. Ah, that's the day of rest. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. As the Pope will tell. Yeah. You. <laughs> okay. Enough shots at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, starting next week, coming up this coming week, probably yeah. by the time you're watching this, we'll be we'll be started. Yeah. Getting back on the bullet train to good health. Yes. So. Well, better health. Yeah, so just to give, to give you some uh, context, uh, myself and Saber here, we're going to be going to, we're joining the gym together. Yeah, I mean, we haven't, I haven't worked out in a gym in 20 years. Yeah. I built my gym here. Yeah, and I remember like when I was joining the gym, I said, I was, I think I mentioned to you like years ago, that saying maybe if you want to join with me, and you said, and you, yeah, you have the great setup here. Now, um, we're taking the, uh, we're taking our talents to, uh, um, City of Edmonton, probably Rex Center. Yeah, yeah, more than likely Rex. Yeah, and then we and we can use and once we have that pass, we can use any. You can go to any City of Edmonton gym in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if you want to get a quick workout, if you're in the West End or something like that, you can just go in there. For, you can go in there and you're totally. I do fine. feel like we should do a thing where you like City of Edmonton. <laughs> like, city of Edmonton. Yeah, this is we're gonna we work on the city of Edmonton. Yeah. Just in case we end up not doing that. Yeah. And we go somewhere else and like, hey, we'll be on the podcast and give you a little bit of cheddar. Yeah. Which you could do. You want us to work out in your gym throw some cheddar our way yeah exactly we'll bring, you know, and we'll work out in your yeah gym. we'll cancel our contracts and go, right. go to your gym we'll cancel our contracts at <laughs> the city of edmonton, city of edmonton. <laughs> so yeah so um yeah so we're gonna do we're gonna go together i want i i think i i really want to do this personally um and it's been a goal of yours yeah it's been a goal of mine because to work out with vic because he's um he's he knows way more than I do. I really do. Yeah, and I think um, uh, I fake all of this. Yeah, but look, look, but look at your arms compared to mine. All pretend. <laughs> and so, um, so I need I need someone to uh, push me and number one tell me uh, and just really like focus on help me focus and help me uh, keep, keep me accountable. Um, and for me, it's the same. Yeah, and that's that, why I would like to do that. Yeah, so like we'll um, uh, it's in between right, right, in, like we're, we're both like five minutes away from it. Um, this is literally down the street from my place. So um, yeah, we want to make sure that we. Uh, um, yeah, hold each other accountable. Hold each other accountable. You know, get back into good shape. Um, you're still in recovery mode, so we'll go, we'll go slowly. Um, and then we yeah, and we're just gonna go plan our workouts and then 
get back together and then um, you know we'll keep you guys updated on what our progress well, is. I think so. I think a big a fun part of it for me is bringing it here. Yeah. And bring a little bit more like health and fitness and nutrition. We do a lot of like jerking around. Like I mean, we, we talk about oh we yeah, talk right over like, ass. Yeah, it's like, like we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, never take anything we say for like you know for fact. We, it, we're, it's we're, on our it's on, on our on the on our podcast home screen. It says uh, two guys who have no idea what they're talking. Two about. guys who have no idea what they're talking about. But we're gonna start bringing things that we experience in life. Yes, that's to gonna make said, yes. your lives more entertaining through our failures in the gymnasium. Yeah, because that's the only way you learn is when you fail. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. You're um, going to fail a lot. It's going to be great. Yeah, so we'll um, we'll, we'll uh, keep you guys updated if you guys can learn anything from our struggles. Um, yeah, feel free to. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think oh. It's going to be a great... Smash that like button. Yeah, smash that Make like sure button. Make sure you ring that bell and all other dumb shit you would do to stay updated. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, so I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, and we're going to just crush it um, for the next... Uh, couple of months and then throughout the winter and uh yeah and it's a good way to keep in contact besides uh for the podcast i, I give us two months <laughs> oh, I'm, i know two. i'm i'm all in man I, have, I give us two months as a divorce yeah exactly no i know <laughs> i am all in like i am literally all that's in. good yeah you've talked about it for a while i know that like you you had the um the potential for a marathon this year yeah there's which a bunch not, of stuff yeah which i'm not gonna do which which you're not gonna do no you are, that's over. Yeah, that's, yeah that's I, no, September, I'm, whatever it was. Yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be doing that. But, oh, but I'm I am going to be running races next summer charge. and then um and then run that one in September. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. But like this has been something you've been wanting to do for a little while, and yeah. hopefully this will get you the uh, the push that you need. Yeah. And it'll, again, it'll keep me a little bit more accountable. I do enjoy what I've got here. I like working out at solitary, like by yourself, Conan theme in the headphones. Oh yeah. And just like pumping away. And oh yeah, for sure. Arnold Conan, not the new one, not the new one, not, not the, the new, one. new one. No, that guy's. A, uh, but the Arnold stuff. I don't mind him. I don't mind my mom. I think he, you know what? If somebody told you, hey, I want you to pick Conan. Barbie, I don't even know why I don't like him. Yeah, he's, he's probably a great guy. He's know, probably a solid it. dude. He mm-hmm. he looks like a fun guy. Mm-hmm. It's a Lisa Bonet thing, isn't it? No, it's it's, it's the Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Uh, well, he's dead in the first season. Yeah, exactly. spoiler. <laughs> but um, I enjoy that solitary training. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I've plateaued for what I what I was doing and now mm-hmm. it's time like up the game a little bit yeah you'll, you'll be exposed to a different environment uh, it's um, it's Old animals. yeah like there's and there's just more it's unlimited for you so like there's just so much other things that we you can do there so near unlimited power yeah exactly so um, you might you, you, seen you, one. you might even like it more than me so. Skeletor like it's powered up at the end of He-Man unlimited <laughs> power unlimited power <laughs> oh god <laughs> I know he talks and said this is the lower jaw moves <laughs> No, I'm not the Frank Langella. Oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, but I, but I really cool mask. I was just watching it today, the like Skeletor, and I just love his, like, what is, is just his lower jaw moves in the filmation one. That's great. <laughs> I'm going to just, like, punch a mirror and walk, yeah, exactly. walk through a mirror and punch a mirror on the way. Or when he does that somersault and he just, like, rolls <laughs> like this. Terrible animation, but terrible stories. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it, homie. We, we hit everything. We kind of uh, informed you people at home what we're going to be up to. Yeah. Uh, we have informed ourselves. Yes. That we are terrible human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about a great movie. Talk about some terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I giving a? They guess everything. Like, why, why am I doing like the, the, the rundown summary. recap? Like it's the summary at the end of a career. Yes, yeah, the, the we had good times. Yeah, post credits. This is what we, we talked about. Times. <laughs> this is why credits are rolling right now. If not, like I'll just make some fake ones that are mm-hmm. flashing from our faces. Yeah, fake characters all together. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, listen to the new Muse album, Love the People, dro- dropped on Friday. So check just it keep, out. It's on Spotify. And you can get it anywhere. Keep plugging people who aren't paying us. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, just keep plugging the city of Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. I want free tickets to the show. So there you go. Yeah. 
Uh, I would uh, say that thing that I usually say, and then you say that thing that you usually say, and then peace out. That's it. All right.